Well, the Institute of Race Relations has called out prominent media in South Africa, including media institutions such as the popular Eyewitness News, the Sowetan and SAPC, to correct what they call widespread misreporting of an alleged assault case in Khroblesdal in Limpopo province, in which the accused have been misrepresented or termed as farmers. The accused are apparently security personnel. Now, the Institute says it has been in contact with the media houses asking that they correct the information provided. And we speak to the IRR's head of strategic communications, Herman Pretorius. Uh, Good afternoon to you, Herman. Good afternoon. It is such a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, you know, Ruman, give us the background to, to this case over here, the, the Khroblesdal case of the alleged assault. And how did we get this far? So um, this is an assault case where um, someone who has been described in the media as a farm worker and two people who have been described in the media, um, the latter two having been accused of assaulting um, a farm worker um, earlier this year. Um, especially the reporting that we are focusing on took place around the end of January in the last two weeks. The individuals accused are Piet Grunewald and Stefan Grief, and they operate a security company, and the alleged victim worked for their security company before this assault case. Now, the assault occurred, and our problem is not that the assault case has been brought or any of the procedural matters in the case. The law must take its course and this case must be heard. And it is perhaps right that prominent politicians like the Minister for Police, David Kale, have been taking an interest in this case. But where the problem comes in is where the media becomes irresponsible or some in the media become irresponsible with their reporting. We are aware of the fact that farmers in South Africa have a unique situation in terms of their physical security and their economic security. The issues around property rights and farm expropriations over the last few years have too often bled into a vilification of South African farmers. So when we then have a case where people like Grunewald and Khrif, who might be part of a rural community, are accused of an assault case, it is irresponsible for prominent media like EWM, the Sweden, SADC, to call these men farmers when the situation is already sensitive and farmers are in a precarious enough position without the media now promoting that they are going about assaulting um, farm workers. Hmm. You, you know, you speak of something, of course, much more broader than the case itself or even, uh, you know, issues related to the farming community. But the issues of how media represents uh, a particular case, how media labels individuals, whether they may be victims or whether they may be perpetrators, uh, and the responsibility that lies squarely on the shoulder of, uh, well, responsible reporting that you do not, of course, uh, you know, you, you stick to the story, you stick to the facts. And, and at the same time, you are not willingly or unwittingly or even deliberately, as in some instances, uh, you know, become responsible for fanning the flames of various tensions that a society may already have. I absolutely agree. And we are in the run-up to an election. And an election time is always a period of intensification 
of public debate and public discourse. It is when democracies become the most blatantly um, uh, antagonistic and challenging of views in society, and that's good and healthy, and that shouldn't hold us back to have a full debate about the issues in our country. But then there is even a greater responsibility on those people who cover the events in this country, who amplify the news stories in this country, to be accurate. It would be a, a, a disservice to democracy and free speech, and it would harm the role of, I think, the media that could be very positive. If we get to a point where basic facts stand unattended, but narratives that might bleed into further escalation of societal tensions are reported as if they were the facts. And let's not forget, these are prominent, as you said in your introductory remarks, these are prominent media houses, EWM, the Sueton, SABC, some of the most read, most watched news platforms in the country. This isn't some, you know, small village publication somewhere getting it wrong. This is big news media corporations that should know better and actually should do more of the work understanding that they have a great responsibility in this democracy. Hmm. You, you know, stereotypical reporting, uh, Herman, is a global issue. And in some parts of the yeah. world, uh, you know, especially the U.S. media, it seems to be sort of like accepted that certain media houses will report in a certain way. They've got a certain, uh, you know, genre or they've got a certain uh, dem dem demographic community to, uh, you know, to entertain rather than report to. And, and that's the way it's been for a long, long time. But of course, we are not responsible for what they do. We are responsible for South African media. This is where we live in. You call for a re-evaluation of the way media, uh, you know, reports and stories, media practices for that matter. Some may say, of course, we, we may have come a long way from where we were in 1994 by way of media reporting, but of course, still work to be done and still, uh, you know, um, criticism or constructive criticism to be had on the way media reports uh, on, on news events and, and even, uh, you know, uh, stereotypes or, or is, is involved in uh, representing, you know, certain segments of the community. Yes, and I'm often at pains to make the point that we hear the, oh, it was better in the good old days argument a lot of the time. Um, and one of the cases where the pre-apartheid South Africa is quite clearly a worse South Africa than the post-1994 South Africa, just even if we discard the many socioeconomic benefits, one of the clear distinctions of South African progress has been a freer media space. That is an unqualified win in the last 30 years that we are today a media space, of, uh, an expression space where multiple opinions can have those platforms. Where we should be careful and honest is when we engage in the difference between what used to call, get called reporting and analysis and opinion writing. We can't just term it all under, oh, that's journalism. When we are reporting facts, it must be reporting. It must be finding the fact and conveying them to the audience. And if we talk about practices, one could even see 10, 15 years ago, media ethics in South Africa was of a kind that allowed commentary to be sought by people often covered 
by negative headlines, where it would be a basic tenet of journalistic practice to say we are this piece of reporting is critical of entity or person XYZ. We must reach out to them on this story to make sure that they also get a fair representation in what goes out. There needs to be this balance. And when basic stuff like what was the employment situation of two accused people, when it isn't difficult to find, when any phone call to a local farmer or the security company owned by Grunewald and Grief, I mean, those facts aren't obscure to find. We're not asking for high-intensity journalistic investigations, even as welcome as that is. This isn't one of those cases. This is basic facts. And when we get to journalistic standards and ethics, it must get back to that idea of seeing reporting of facts separate from the analysis of trends and the opinion writing. And reporting gets back to that old adage from the second U.S. President John Adams who said, facts are stubborn things. And it's the job of a reporter to find those facts. Herman Pretorius, thank you for joining us on Radio Islam International this uh, evening. And thank you for your time once again, Herman. It was my pleasure. Thank you.